Welcome to Masala PTI with your hosts, Ravi and Arvind. Pardon these Indians as they take you on a unique and wild ride around the world of sports. Welcome to another episode of uh, Masala PTA Boys and Girls. This is your host, Aravind. I'm here with Ravi. Uh, Ravi, we are uh, well into the NFL season and NBA has kicked off too. Uh, how are you feeling about this part of the sports calendar, which is becoming the best part given that uh, baseball uh, playoffs is going on as well? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. The early start of the NBA the last few years. I think this has become the best part for me, at least. How are you? Yeah, the, yeah, same, same, just the same as you, Arvind. Except in my case, baseball, which I'm not a big fan of, has been replaced by the World T20 cricket that's also going on. So that's right. Yeah, so, with very much in line with what you said, it feels like a, an absolute uh, sports fans bonanza. Where uh, and, and and I was thinking about it, Arvind. That uh, when was it? I think it was last Sunday. Where there was a London game, which typically obviously starts at 6.30 Pacific time in the NFL. And at the same time, there was an IPL playoff game that was going on. And then there was a third thing, and I'm forgetting what it was. Either an actual game or something. And I was like, I cannot believe... uh, This was Saturday night, I was thinking, I cannot believe (laughs) 6.30 is still 12 hours away and 10 hours away. I mean, it's, it's the absolute best time for sport. And obviously, the NBA has started and... Is just adding right. further to it. Speaking of the Indian Premier League, which which team do you support, actually? Oh, I'm a hardcore Chennai Super Kings fan. Nice. So, congrats on their championship. I'm, I'm not yeah. deep into it, but I do know they won again. And, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, the Chennai Super Kings franchise, is, I mean, you know, specifically, is a case study very similar to how we typically look at Popovich for the Spurs or... Uh, uh, you know, Belichick for the Patriots that you kind of can, uh, 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 you know, uh, eke out a a business, uh, like a well-run organization aside from sport and cricket and on the field. You just can figure out that there is value in continued sustenance and quality and, uh, you know, loyalty and, you know, or or tactics, etc. So I think that way I've always been a Chennai Super King fan primarily because you and I both are from there. But also because of the way the organization is structured and nurtured and, you know, Dhoni is obviously a national hero for all of us. So, yeah, really happy about it. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, speaking of Popovich and uh, Hoodie and all of that, let's pivot from IPL to uh, some of the uh, sports leagues that are going on here. So, first thing I want to start with, Ravi, is I I think we are going to have a lot of... uh, uh, you know, Phoenix content in this in this episode at least. Uh, we we'll get into some of the NFL general stuff as well. But what do you think of the uh, Suns uh, game one yesterday? Because uh, the NFL season kicked off and they lost. Uh, but really, you know, it's game one of a long season, so I'm sure you're not losing a lot of sleep over it. For me, yeah. Ravi, I'll tell you what I was looking for. I was looking, obviously, forward to the game itself, and hopefully, I was uh, hoping our Suns will win. But I was definitely looking at Aiton closely after the complete uh, mess up by the ownership in terms of uh, 
contract negotiation i was just interested in how he responded and to me he he was perfectly fine i know i'm not a big body language doctor but i i like what i saw he was really good in the first half he was he had a little bit of a quieter second half but i really liked what i saw from him i really liked uh, most of the I, you know what i saw from others as well except booker i guess was a little quieter than i would have liked him to but Overall, a good start, bad result, good start, uh, and Aiton looked uh, engaged, uh, motivated, and I think he's going to have a good season. What, what are your first thoughts after game one? Yes, yeah, so I had two quick thoughts, Arvin. The first and foremost is on Booker. I think he looked out of shape, and it could be because obviously he hasn't, uh, mm. you know, since the since the Olympics, he hasn't had real like you know he didn't play in the preseason much, and also he had COVID, so he looked a little winded or an out slightly out of shape. So. and i think that reflected itself in his game is you know his usual elbow jumpers were hitting the front rim and all that so that was one the yeah. second thing is and obviously by the way i'm least bothered about the fact that they lost i mean come on i mean uh, it's just one game as you said out of 82 and right. i think monty and the players kind of treated yesterday as an extended preseason game because uh, there mm-hmm. were times where i thought the you know the the, the famed Suns defense from last year, especially last year in the playoffs, I thought was missing, and uh, you know there was a little you know lack of being feisty. And the other part from Monty's standpoint is there was this period in the second quarter where he literally had five bench guys. I mean, with you know, and that's kind of very and five of the bench guys that I'm talking about included Shamit, Nader, McGee, uh, Cam Johnson, and Campaign. and that's uh-huh. a lineup i feel we are not going to see very True. many times once the you know once the once the business end of the season kicks on i True. think True. so therefore in a way the you know monty the suns in general were trying a few things for what it's worth though by the way i think when that five was on the court is when we made the second quarter surge and actually took a double digit lead so take it for what it's worth but i thought overall not Too unhappy. Aiden looked great. I liked that he took a couple of threes and made them. Yes. I also was happy with how Shamet showed up. I mean, I think. Uh, and by the way, do you pronounce it as Shamet or Shamme or how how, how does he? <laughs> I think it's Shamet. Yeah, okay. I think it okay. is Shamet. <laughs> but he looked but, good. I mean, he looked like he was able to create his own shot, but also his spot up looked good. So yeah, overall, I'm I'm really excited about this Suns team. Right, and a lot of the problems you're talking about, I think, is natural for a team that is coming off a finals run. I think uh, they need to ramp up to a level of excitement. I think. I think for the box, it was a little different, right? They're coming off the championship ring night, and they are facing the Nets and all that. So I think they were kind of at hundred. I think they will fall off during the season and then ramp it up again. For the Suns, it's going to be probably a slow pickup, and then I forgot about the COVID. Yeah, that's a great point on Booker. That probably explains a lot because yeah. guys like uh, Tatum last year and even Jalen Brown this year, who had a great game yesterday, but he was also saying that it's uh, it's not easy playing with uh, coming off of uh, COVID. Uh, exactly, and I think it also then affects other things, like irrespective of whether Booker, you know, was uh, Booker's shots weren't falling or whatever. There was a period in the second half where I think Monty sat him down for an extended period of time. I don't think that happens if he was in game shape or if he was not like you know if he hadn't just recovered from COVID. I mean Booker is Booker; he will True. play the crunch time. True, and and 
let's transition to the news the real news right which is our uh, famous owner robert sarver i guess oh, Notor- notorious owner yeah uh, somehow figured out a way to screw up the deandre ayton uh, negotiation and apparently ravi it's the number of years they're stuck on like four versus five or something which really doesn't make sense to me because the rumor is ravi i don't know if you've seen this that the salary cap is really going to spike up uh in 2024 or 2025 and the next uh tv deal happens and they're they're talking some ridiculous numbers mm-hmm. which is not even commensurate with how popular nba is i i know nba is pretty popular but the number jump is huge right and i think the expectation is because all these streaming giants are going to jump in and jack up the price so if anything even if he wants to save money if i was in his part i'm talking robert sarver i'd be a lot more concerned about paying him in 21 and 22 and 23 than 25 because by all accounts the max by 25 is probably going to be like 60 million or something and if anything at the end rate and will probably look underpaid actually wow yeah so yeah. i was surprised by that piece of it uh and i think this is how the league works right i mean you got to pay him i i don't even know what the argument or discussion is and i'm glad they paid michael bridges and 90 over 4 is actually a good a decent, deal yeah a yeah. good deal but it looked like they at least this off season they blew this and the next off season he's going to be restricted and they can always match and all that but it's not the ideal situation so and what are your thoughts on both mr star sarver and this uh, uh, negotiation that they are having yeah and i think you're exa- you you stated everything that i am totally aligned with and you know uh, the, at, at the end of the day next year the suns still hold the keys to it and all of that is true but uh, let's be honest whether it is 1 dollar 1 million dollars 10 million dollars 50 million dollars when things don't really get to a consensus there is bad blood and there is ill feelings and that's kind of you know aiton stop talking to media now and you that's never been the case right. as far, you know through the entire course of him being with the suns the one thing everyone's always said is he's a very jovial guy almost exactly. to the point of us doubting yeah. his seriousness to things right so right. now it's so it kind of leaves a bad taste so that is one thing the guy i feel i feel really bad for is james jones because he's actually putting on a very organizational face now by stating that we couldn't agree on years i feel that whole logic is made up i mean i think this is sarver being sarver and mm-hmm. james jones or whoever else came up with some you know ill 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 created uh, or uh, badly created logic around number of years because and i did not even know about the potential salary cap hike a few years down the road but even otherwise yeah. i was thinking by 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 you know for max is max if you don't think a person is worth a certain amount doesn't really matter five versus four uh, i exactly. think it was just just a question of uh, sarver being a cheap ass and james jones having to cover his ass that is sarver's ass by coming up with some logical explanation yeah maybe that that makes sense uh, uh, yeah maybe leaking out selectively whatever makes it look less less uh, offensive or whatever the salary cap thing is definitely a rumor ravi it's not guaranteed to happen but that's the expectation right right uh, in fact uh, uh, you know the warriors have paid a max to 
Curry and he's going to be making like 60 million as a 39 year old or something because his max is even higher than Aiton's max right they have like all these levels and he's a super max with 10 years experience and all of that but I was thinking that his 60 in age 39 at age 39 may actually be a steal believe it or not the way they are talking about the salary cap and if you remember the last time it spiked up that's when the Warriors stole uh, KD that's when we got the cap space for it so this year they'll figure it figure out a way to gradually increase it and all of that to avoid that situation but one way or the other the expectation it is that it goes up and the argument Ravi is a lot of people look at simplistically and say oh he's not a max player that's that's not how this works right you kind of prepay these guys in a way so that they they produce and they grow into their best version Absolutely. and that's how this league works right and then the other thing too is you can't just compare it's it's capped you cannot just compare him to lebron james and say oh he's not lebron so lebron makes 40 he needs to make less than that no 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 maybe if it is free market maybe lebron makes 100 who knows right or maybe he's worth 135 million dollars yeah, exactly so and you know that's the biggest uh, i mean most the faultiest of faulty logics in this which is to compare person to person because what it is is, is a band a layer which consists of people of different you know different levels of excellence so you're absolutely right it's not that each person can demand a different amount because there is a salary cap and the other piece here is that whoever is saying he's not worth the max i would love for them to name five centers in the league who are better than him right now in the way the nba is played today there are not five better players at his position and if that is the case he's definitely a max player Exactly, that's a great point. And the thing is, I think maybe because of uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron winning the 2020 finals or, or maybe because of the ascension of Jokic, the big guys are back, right? You can't just say, oh, big guys are completely useless and cast yeah. them aside. That's what we were doing five years back during the peak of the Warriors run. Now things have slightly changed. People are again chasing big guys, right? Including Warriors drafting Weissman and all that is... Is, is kind of counterintuitive now because you need big men again because there's way too many skilled big men like AD and Jokic and all of that. And to your point, Aiton is absolutely yeah. a, a top five guy at that position, which is a really hard position to fill. And if he's going to start hitting that three like he did last year, I mean last game, yesterday, I don't know what else you want from that position. Yeah, exactly. And it is, I mean, you know, if we were to draw an analogy of what we are talking about with the NFL, where if you remember, Arvind, a couple of years ago, suddenly there was this huge uh, narrative around how the traditional running back is becoming obsolete because you had Dion Lewis and James White and, you know, a few other scat backs who could catch passes. I mean, that's the new NFL. Well, you still need a Derek Henry and a Najee Harris and people who are excellent at their roles will always be a valuable commodity, irrespective of how the overall game is shaping up. So, yeah, that is is nonsense. And I think, Aiton, and you, you mentioned the three yesterday, Arvind, I don't know if you remember, if you just take that one possession, he took and made a three. Actually, he set a screen, then got the ball back, hit the three, then went... Came back on defense, basically locked down Jokic for 14 seconds, leaving Jokic to pass it out to I forget who, and then it ended up being a shot clock violation. I'm like, that's Aiton in a capsule. 
of what he brings to the table. Right, right, right. Well, hopefully, you know, they figure it out next offseason and hopefully he keeps his head in the game and I think uh, I think he will do that. I think he will totally be even extra motivated to be good this year and he has the right support system around him, right? Booker and CP3 and Monty, of course. So, I think it will work out well for him. I, I mean, there's no problem for him, right? He's going to make the money one way or the other. It's the Suns who need to be careful here. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Cool. With that said, let's stay stay in Phoenix. I think something else is uh, brewing uh, in the NFL, uh, Ravi. I think at this point, the Arizona Cardinals are a legitimate uh, contender, as legitimate as it gets. Uh, they're undefeated, which is just amazing because their schedule is not that easy or trivial or anything. And they're just looking fantastic. Uh, how have you been uh, handling that part of the <laughs> NFL? I know you are a big fantasy guy and that probably keeps you busy. But Cardinals have been just on a roll. And, and I don't even know where this ends. I think it ends in the Super Bowl, really. I think so too, Arvind. And I'm so, so freaking thrilled about... Uh... You know, uh, the the cards uh, basically being unbeaten and having beaten uh, two of the three teams uh, that, you know, in, in our division and looking still, I feel they still kind of look very lukewarm in doing so, right? Defense, right. I feel, has been good. Defense continuously has been uh, uh, playing at a high level except for that Minnesota game. Offense, I think, frankly, Arvind, the last couple of games have been underwhelming. The game against the 49ers, who for some reason always seem to have a number... Uh, you know, ha- have the cards number as far as not allowing us to play our best. And I thought mm-hmm. even even this past week, even though we thrashed the Browns, I didn't think Kyler had his best game. I think there is a lot more they can do utilizing Hopkins, uh, so on and so forth. But the fact that I am literally nitpicking on a team that's 6-0 and oh, talks, I mean, you know, that is enough of a testament right. for how, how, how well the cards are doing. I think Super Bowl is is the is definitely the drop-dead goal now. Exactly. And and if you really parse out the uh, league, right? So, obviously, Dallas is looking good. Tampa Bay will be there. And, you know, Green Bay is probably, I would say, even like a step behind these three other three teams, right? And Rams, of course, they're a step behind. Cardinals are already beat them. And then in the AFC, I think it's Kansas City, Buffalo... Uh, pretty much that's it, right? Am I forgetting anybody? That uh, is it, I would say. Baltimore, sorry. Season. Baltimore, right? Maybe Baltimore, you can add them in there. Uh, that's it. That's the that's the big eight or seven or however you want to do it. And in that, also, you could grade them in such a way that Kansas City, Green Bay, and these teams are a little bit behind the Cardinals, right? So, they are definitely trending towards a deep, deep, deep playoff run. And I don't know who stops uh, Kyler Murray and these boys. Yeah. You know, I uh, the game I'm really looking forward to in this regard, Arvind, is not this, I mean, not obviously this weekend's game, but the Thursday night Green Bay, Arizona game. Because I think exactly. that's going to be a good barometer to how we do against you know, against a really good offense. I think defensively we'll be, I mean, or rather on offense, we will be fine. Uh, but that's that to me, uh, uh, you know, calls out for maybe a 37-34 shootout. Right. That's, that's uh, everybody is circling that game. Uh, that should be a good one. Um, 
what else is catching your eye on in the NFL? What do you feel about these uh, 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 rookie quarterbacks? Because I'm watching the New England Patriots the other day. I'm really impressed with uh, he, Mac Jones. I was just about uh, to say, he looks the best of the lot to me. Right. And then, um, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is not bad. And Justin Fields is not too bad either. So, what, what is, who is the next Kyler Murray, basically? <laughs> you know, because he bra- seems to be definitely in that uh, list of guys who are going to be the next, you know, Brady Breeze, Rogers, uh, Manning list. I think other than Zach Wilson, and again, the jury is out a little bit on him as well, right? And for that matter, yes. even Justin Fields, because I don't know how much of it can be attributed to the to the stupid coaching and the you know the 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 playbook that these teams get these quarterbacks to run uh, rather than the quarterbacks not being good on their own like Justin Fields had the biggest i felt the biggest preseason hype among all of these quarterbacks and when Dalton got injured people are talking about how Fields would now be a fantasy starter so to speak but you know so so it hasn't been the case but it almost feels like that's because Nagy's been running the Andy Dalton offense using Justin Fields. And similarly for the Jets, I mean, the team sucks. And so you don't know how much of it is, uh, you know, how much of their uh, poor showing you can attribute to Wilson. But I've been really impressed with Mac Jones. Uh, And then you're right. I think Lawrence, I don't know. The only thing with Lawrence, Arvind, I feel is that a lot of his turnovers seem to be, uh, you know, what, what is called, what is it called in tennis? Unforced errors. If they don't right. seem like he's under pressure, it just feels like a, like a, he's a little loose with his passes. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, I think he seems to have the right uh, temperament. Well, he doesn't have the great head coach either. Hopefully, his oh, coordinators goodness, yeah. are better. But I agree with you. He's, of course, he's as a rookie. We shouldn't be nitpicking too much, I think. But some experts say uh, Joe Burrow is a second-year quarterback. He has the same problem, right? He's a little bit of a gunslinger. He... he, he he sprays the ball a little bit more as well. The guy among the end quarterbacks I really love is Justin Herbert, Ravi. That guy is... Fantastic. Oh, my God. He is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. To <laughs> me, him and Burrow is decent too. But I think they're going to kind of join, uh, uh, you know, Lamar and Dak and uh, those guys as the elites of the next phase. Of course, Mahomes, I think, is at his own level. I don't think any of these guys are really touching him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the thing with Mahomes this year, especially though, Arvind, I must say is, and I don't know what it is, but he's, you know, he seems to be uncharacteristically more error prone than he has been in past years. And it is not that it's a lack of interest. Do you think they're... That's what I was just getting to, which is, you know, here's a team that in a very competitive field, which is the NFL of today, Mm -hmm. they seem to you know, be penciled in as Super Bowl, uh, you know, participants year in, year out. So, I don't know if it, there is a little bit of complacence that's setting up in their overall team. I've, I mean, you know, I can't see them honestly struggling against some of the teams they've been struggling against. And that includes Mahomes being very loose with the ball. You know, some of his interceptions have been god-awful. True, so true. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. True. And and all this quarterback conversation, Ravi, is to set us up for who do you think is the MVP? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of sentimental oath for Dak, and uh, deservedly so. I think I, I'm actually a big Dak fan. But again, uh, reverting back to the Cardinals, I think Kyler is 
in the mix. Uh, Josh Allen probably is in the mix, and Lamar Jackson. Hey, hey, how would you rate them as of today? <laughs> and the, if I'm missing anybody, feel free to hate them. I mean, I would say too. I would say in the Im- immortal words of Jim Rome, I'll say scoreboard six and zero. There is there only one of these quarterbacks is 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 leading a team to six and zero, and I think it's Kyler all the way. You think so? Okay, I'm I, I'm going to differ with you a little bit because of the sentimental reasons coming back from injury and all that. I think if the season ends today, which a lot of people hate that phrase because the season is not ending today. I actually think Dak would probably uh, be the MVP, followed by Kyler. Fair uh, enough, and I think that's a, that's as fair. Uh, I mean, I, I I absolutely see your point. To me, you know, the reason at a much more serious level, to me, the only things against Dak that I have is, I mean, not against Dak, but again, I mean, uh, for Kyler versus Dak is uh, Dak's offensive weapons, uh, Arvind. I feel are. Zeke looks like, like you know, the Zeke of old. Pollard looks. Yeah. Pollard looks almost as good, if not better, than Zeke. And then the wide receivers are great. So, uh, so, so that's true. How about? But uh, let's the receive the running backs. I agree with you are better. How about the receivers? The Cardinals are not quite hurting for receivers. Right? Neither is Buffalo. Neither is uh, you could argue Lamar probably has the worst set of receivers. Uh, but even there, the kid Rashad Bateman looks good. So, do you think the uh, uh, Dallas receivers are that much better than the Cardinals receivers. I guess they are no, slightly no. better. Yeah, no, no, no. And I think you are right. I think, and especially Hopkins, man, that guy is crazy good. I mean, I think I he mean, makes a lot of Kyler's passes look a lot better than they actually <laughs> are. Uh, but, but you're right. I think receivers, it would be more or less a wash. But just the fact that uh, both Zeke and Pollard and their offensive line forms a very formidable, uh, you know, thing for other teams to worry about makes me yeah. not less impressed. But I feel Dak has a stronger back. So, and a long way of saying that to me, Kyler still remains first. But the guy I was going to put as number two in my mind is uh, is Lamar. I think he mm-hmm. probably has the worst cast of offensive skill weapons around him, and he's still right. somehow willing willing Baltimore to win these games when they look completely down and out. I, that's the why I am a little bit low on his MVP candidacy, Ravi. I actually, but actually, that may be the argument for him too. Uh, we are noticing the same thing, but arguing against each other here. Yeah, is that I don't think that team is legit. It uh, is not. I I it, agree with you. I agree with so you. I don't like your it. your point is that's why he deserves a lot of credit, which is perfectly fine. The reason I have him lower is. I don't think they're going to be able to sustain this. I think they're going to taper off. But I could be completely wrong. Maybe he can carry them like a Superman. Who knows? Yeah, and, and I agree with you. And I think it, that's the, you're right. It's the perspective. So my perspective is if a team is, you know, X and whatever, four and one or five and one, uh, and doing so without looking like they should be five and one, the guy that is central to that result kind of is needs some MVP votes. Sure. Uh, but I, I totally see your point, which is the team itself doesn't deserve the record it has. So, and I, right. uh, there I'm 100% with you. I think, you know, they lost to the freaking Raiders and could have very easily lost through two other games, if not more. So, yeah, exactly. I think they are due for a regression. 
Exactly. And, and you know, I hope uh, Cardinals and Kyler keep doing this. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, because last year they kind of fell off after a hot start. Uh, exactly. And that coincided a little bit, I feel, if I'm not wrong, with Kyler getting injured. So, yes. you know, I, we'll just hope that he stays in good health. Yes, it does. Cool. Uh, that's all the topics I wanted to hit. Anything on your mind? Nope, that's about it, Darwin. Hoping to catch up soon again early next week after the cards uh, get to 7 and 0. Oh. <laughs> cool, let's uh, do that. Sounds uh, good. Happy weekend with all the sports that's on TV. So. Great, talk to you soon. Hey.